A gingerbread man sits inside a gingerbread house. Is the house made of flesh or is he made of house? He screams for he does not know. very welcome to the Athenoy Junction podcast. This is the podcast equivalent of a townie on a farm. The questions are often stupid, the opinions are often irrelevant, but it'll give you something to laugh about all the same. Uh, how are you getting on? We're back. How's it going, Porik? Episode 30. The big trio. This the big trio. Um, I'm discounting the podcasts from during the summer, that ill-fated podcast series that will come back, don't worry. Um, but this is the big trio, and around this week to, I think it was actually this day, yesterday, maybe yesterday, two years, the, the podcast was born. Am I right? Oh, Christ almighty, don't say two years. Um, yeah, it's two years. Do, do you know what came into my head when we said, when you said 30th, uh, just 30th there? Is like what? I have such a strong image in my head of when men when they turn thirty that they wear floral shirts to their own thirtieth. Why is that? <laughs> I that's a real strong thought. I don't know because if it, it's I more of a forties thing though, isn't it? Maybe, maybe like it you, is, but if if I get to the age of ninety four, like I'll not be in a floral shirt. You know me; it's block coloured shirts to bait the band. I can't. I'm 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 too fat to be wearing floral shirts. For fuck's it's sake. either floral shirts or you know fruit. Just bananas and mandarin satsumas on them or something. That's Mandarin everyone. Anyone nice. who knows you, anyways, know that's that's what that's what you're about. Oh, completely, absolutely. You know me and me patterns. Um. Anyway, welcome to the big episode thirty. It's great to be back. It's great to be fucking on the run into Christmas. And actually, this is our no, it's not our Christmas special, but this is actually a Christmassy episode. Not a Christmassy episode. A episode recorded on the run into Christmas that will actually be released on the run into Christmas. Right. A little bit of housekeeping first of all to kick off. Yeah, we haven't been around in a couple of weeks. To be honest, we just didn't feel like it. We weren't in the mood for podcasting, and uh, it was only going to come across in a podcast. Uh, Dara's doing a bit of college. I'm back doing a bit of college, and Porik is working twenty seven hours today so let that be the end of it we're back now and um how are you all getting on yeah that's pretty much it on the topic of uh, a bit of housekeeping a couple of shout outs we might be be able to get through now uh there's a couple uh, of shout outs this could take a half an hour so make tea we're going to be a few bits to get through now we're going to rattle through them very quickly the red stain lunch boxes way back on our last episode michael devaney has chimed in and said yes he agrees but apparently it's the Apparently the ones that go very red are the ones that are not microwavable or just are a bit shite in quality in general. Uh, so that's sort of the reason for that. So he sort of Intr- debunked it and made sense out of it um, all the same. I think Sarah Egan got onto us as well and said... Yes, Sarah did thing. get onto us and she... Um, it's that long ago now as I forget what she said, but no, uh, she so do was... I. Basically her point was that you can cure the red stain lunchbox with baking soda and some form of an acid as far as I know. And vinegar. Is there, that vinegar. Yeah, is there anything to be said way. for, I mean, is that a bit of a, what's that word, a cure-all? Uh, I forget what it is. I read it a couple a kind times. of times. A, a, a cop-out. It's kind of in a general sort of cure for everything. Yeah, I Yeah, like, is there, is there anything, have we fully explored the, like, medical properties of... Uh, red soda <laughs> and vinegar. Red but it's soda like, you know, and acetic acid. You know, it's like, oh, you have like red wine stain on white carpet, you know, 
bread soda and and acetic acid you know you're you're stuck for for oil in your car um bread soda and acetic acid um there's something a a bit there's something normally beautiful about the fact that like with all the technology and everything we have we still can't get fucking wine out of carpet like you can you can live such a (laughs) a as like a sensitively balanced life with with the, the the technology that's flown through your smartphone driving a car that knows you're about to crash before you do but if you go home and accidentally s- spill wine on your carpet you're fucked i'll i'll go one further pork have you ever splashed a fairly pungent curry on a white shirt there's nothing more fucking soul destroying i have done just general brown sauces on yeah. generally bright things and you might as well burn the fucking thing because you're not getting that out of it yeah yeah uh, uh chocolate stains on my pants a wise man once said um yeah <laughs> What's next? Well, come here what else do we have you do you have any more shout outs any more people i have i have a couple of, uh david kane of formerly of Lachlan, uh castlery county roscommon david kane um now see this is this long ago is that I'm struggling to uh, I'm struggling to make the connection here, but is um this was around the time uh, Mayo handed Galway their arses in the league, um in the second last game of the league, and around the same time, now Aidan O'Shea had an absolute stormer that day, and around the same same week I think Tom Brady threw about eight touchdown passes, um for Tampa, so he reckons that Aidan O'Shea and Tom Brady are related. That's his hot take. You heard it here first, people. Whoa, that's a I, I love I love the line that's been drawn. I can just imagine those two faces getting cut out of papers. The, <laughs> the Connacht Telegraph and I don't know Tumor New England um, New England Oracle or something, and those two part articles getting cut out, slapped on the wall, it. and two <laughs> two thumbtacks and a bit of twine b- between them. And nothing else up there. Come here, we may as well cover the topic now because I've been updating this, our, I've been updating our old fucking, our communal doc that we do update Porrick when we want things to talk about the podcast. And I've had to update it every week because Mayo keep winning. And I know like, as you're a Galway man, I'm a Rossi, Mayo football tends to live rent free in your head. But fuck me, they're in the All-Ireland final again. Oh my God. Oh, I, 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 yeah, I have no words. They just keep doing it. Yeah, I'm not really going to say anything about what's going to happen because, well, we, yeah, I don't know. Mayo, hey, up Mayo, did you like that? Mayo. Did you like ham? Oh, Mayo. Did you like ham? Um, Let's yeah. go to Bellina, Charlie. And also, I suppose, just in general, general, this might be our last one. General, uh, thank you and also a massive apology to anyone who did the self-flagellating thing of posting up their Spotify best of 2020. Oh God, I forgot about the, the, the best. we have to thank. The best being, well, just have a general one, to be honest, just a, a, a you know, that's me clapping there now in case that, yeah, come on. Um, I think, no, I need, uh, well, yeah. there was, um, there was Pat Ballantyne, there was, well, the two specifically, Aileen Burke, who we have mentioned before, who, who listened to all 30 episodes in the space of a, of a couple of days, and a young book over my own direction by the name of Jeremy Bulger also did the very same thing. And I, I just have no words. Um, I, I said to him, I said to him, we owe him compensation. We probably do. 
but we, there's probably some mitigation in there somewhere I, yeah, I would I, imagine yeah, like definitely. for context the Ethnoid Junction podcast wasn't in my top five it didn't get an, an ear in um, well, so it, it was in mine because I listen to every episode because I upload every episode. I have to listen to it on. I have to put myself through it on Spotify to make sure it's uploaded properly. Yeah, so that's a that's a very tough wank. I'm probably you can't say that. Right, so that's our last <laughs> shout out. Um, can we talk There's, about the Skoda Octavia ad? I mean, right. Okay, go on. I'm um I'm struggling with this one, Park. So a lot of a lot of ads come in one ear and out the other and don't yeah. reside. With, well, they don't uh, demand any more uh, cognizance than, than, you know, a sort of semi-conscious decision you might make elsewhere. They just basically flow in one ear and out the other in the car. So Scotty well, Octavia ad might up. be one that's doing that at the moment. And in particular, it's the music that's put behind it. Okay, go on. Um, it's, it's a, it's, I suppose you'd call it maybe a throwback uh, before the throwback was sort of coined. It's a, it's a throw, throw, throwback. Um, it's way back. Oroshe the Vahawalya, except throw in a bit of Imagine Dragons, a bit of 808, and a rake reverb. Um, I like it already. Yeah, so um, I'm not sure what I'm going to play it. It probably won't translate because the recording's tried anyways. If you've heard it, it's a, I, I just it's a newer version of that song for, like, I mean, the context for Oroshe the Vahawalya was like, sort of, women returning to like a village and that it's, it's, and it's I, I know what you're talking about it's the most it is the yeah. most unsettling and kind of cynical commodification of the lowest common denominator of an attempt at the Irish tradition being repackaged and sold back to you by a fucking German-owned Czechoslovakian car company. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as if they want to like push some sort of narrative that they're actually packaged uh, in Carlo or something. Uh, that, yeah, that exactly. Is not, that is not the case as much as they want to really push the whole Irish ownership no. part of. Me, me mother was a Finnegan from Galway, and my father was a bag of tato. I mean, like fuck's sake, it, it <laughs> sickens me. Like uh, on that topic, he was a man of few words. I, he was he, absolutely. Um, <laughs> no, but there's a there's an account on Twitter that I'm really enjoying at the minute. It's called Branded Hellscape Ireland, and it's it's central fucking tenet is basically that. We are now being sold and being a what's the word I'm looking for exposed to nothing but advertisement and marketing and capitalism everywhere you turn. Like the Irish rugby team in the last three years has been literally converted before our very eyes into a vehicle for Vodafone. And yeah, that is that is completely true. The insidious and cynical ways in which fucking brands and corporations you know, worm their way around the inside of your leg and into your fucking, I don't know what, like, they just become so, you're just so immune to, not immune, you're you're not immune because you keep buying stuff, you're so desensitized to the lengths at which these corporations will go to fucking try and make them, make you feel as if you need what they're selling. Like, they're you're, you're not buying a product anymore, you're just buying the better version of yourself that you'll be when you, they think, or, when you buy the product that you think you'll be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but in fr- <laughs> you know, team of us and all that. Uh like I you know, me and you, we're big rugby fans. We you know, absolutely, hugely so. 
but that just got so cloying after a while. Yeah, yeah, you'll have young people around the country just watching, reading the jerseys and going, where can I buy a couple of Vodafones? I want some of them. Yeah, I want a Vodafone. I don't know what it is, but that's the, they start early. They just know, you know, you kind of become conditioned to know that Vodafone is a brand you think you can trust. Or maybe you can, I don't know, but it's just... And the the what I'm kind of getting at here, I know you kind of set me on a bit of a ran park. The um, <laughs> Paddy Power and their marketing is just next level fucking nasty. And I, I, I don't know, since, since, I know, I, the, the fucking country has a serious problem with gambling. I don't think uh, that's, um, that's anything new to people. But uh, just the way every morning the Paddy Power account tweets good morning to all its followers and asks, you know, th- how are they getting on or how are you today? As if, you know, there's some... No, mm. Paddy himself is sitting at a fucking sitting at a computer, you know, wondering how his five point eight million followers are getting on, and gen- and you know the poor fucking schlubs are uh, responding and <laughs> and telling Paddy Power, telling some fucking nineteen year old spotty faced fucking uh, media undergraduate who's getting paid about five quid a fortnight to tweet and make coffee for the lads in the boardroom, and as if he gives a flying fuck how your morning is going i sorry yeah. i know i'm just i'm going a bit of rant but that's how these companies are just getting fucking getting inside your head yeah it's a bit of a hand around a hand around the throat of all the people yeah. who are pretty much at um you know waiting for orders sort of by no ah, it's, yeah, it's but, not but quite that's, it's, that's, it's, look, it's that's giving that's them a big hug and then reaching into their back pocket while they're giving them a hug oh yeah i suppose so yeah 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 it's it's true but that's the nature of it fucking that's that's what we that's what we have for a free market you know, that's the payoff. Ah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Jesus, we'll tackle that, we'll tackle that topic anyway. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, basically elsewhere. Speaking of good, let's let's turn that on its head. Recently, for 2020, Pat McDonough, head of Supermax chain of family yes. restaurants, has been named All Ireland Marketing Champion of 2020. Good, not edgy for edgy's sake. Just a bit, oh, a bit of way up, a bit of that. Um, well, do you know what? I think their marketing campaign was literally marketing. what every com- company was doing 30 years ago. And, you know, it's you know, it's so basic, but it's different to what everyone else is doing, that it's novel. Therefore, it's different. And it's not in your face, you know, if you want a chicken yeah, burger. It, it's, it's like, basically, it supermarket, supermax marketing campaign is, are you hungry? <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's grand. That's sound. You, if you are, though, we've grub. And you that, come that's in, won't you? Basically, <laughs> and if yeah. you know, if you don't come in now, come in on your way back. But it's all right. Sure, we'll see you one of the days. Yeah. It's a brilliant, we've, you know. We've set up beside the road for you. We've we've made it very easy for you to come in. So come in. They've now made it get. extremely easy for you to come in. And I suppose, thing. can I also just pose the question to to the three people listening? Um, yes. if anyone, if anyone will, in general, speak, say they ordered a CBS. If anyone knows what that is, please get in contact. It's wait, wait, it's Supermax. It's Supermax. Do you know what a CBS? I got a CBS and chips. Chicken or burger ca- sandwich. Chicken burger sandwich. Unbelievable. <laughs> CBS. <laughs> That's what all the kids are saying. And I want to know. I want to know I, if anyone 
I was in a chipper about 10 years ago and a fella who remained nameless went up. Now, not an un, an, a local unbranded chipper went up to the counter and asked for a chicken burger sandwich. And every time I think about it, I've laughed ever since. And the fact that someone else has said the words chicken burger sandwich just makes me very happy anyway. Yeah, yeah. I suppose like t- t- it, the sandwich is uh, is really just a borrowed American-ism. But uh, look, sometimes we'll allow some of the uh, the American-isms. So that's our good news. That's a bit of good news. It is. It is indeed. Um, what else have we to fucking run on about here? Um, Johnny Carroll was on to us. Johnny Carroll was on to us. Um, right. How long are we recording? I must look at the, the oak. How long are we recording of our comeback after our break? Too long. Um, 17 minutes. Right. We've got 17 minutes without mentioning arses or shite. So that's going to end now. Um... This is the arse section of the of the uh, of the program sponsored by Johnny Carroll, who has a two pronged attack. Um, I thought right, you were going to say two pronged arse. That was <laughs> Jesus. Could have that oof. too. Discuss uh, the use of baby wipes to wipe your hoop after going to the jacks. Ah yes, yes. So not something I'm I'm innately familiar with. No, I nor I. And I've I've yet to I've yet to try the whole system, but they reckon it's the job. I reckon. Well, I'd say. Well, you know, if you have um if you have a sore body, which happens every yeah. so often, um, you know, I think you'd be really happy the fact that you'd uh you look down and you see the, the soft wipes. I think I might have I might have once before. Um I might have been just really fighting off the demons and said, you know, this would be this might make my day now if I use one of these. The the wetness is a bit off putting It's very off putting. The, the wetness is extremely off putting. But I think you're winning once you get used to that, aren't you, really? Well, I th- are we t- is there a polarity issue here? Because, you know, your shit is going to be, am I right in saying it's going to be mainly a kind of a hydrocarbon setup? It's not going to be polar, but if you have a... a hydrocarbon setup. <laughs> I realise how stupid that sounds now. Does that mean, like, that if you have like a, a polar solvent in the in the in the baby wipe that the the emissibility of the two will drive one from the other therefore you'll is there a kind of a mechanical action going on there uh to be honest i think it's just because it's wet okay fair enough <laughs> you could be you could be absolutely correct but i would say it's just uh <laughs> just wet it's just wet and soft you know yeah that's fair enough that's fair enough um, I don't know. It's it, there's a there's an environmental issue there now. I think we have to address because you're not supposed to flush the fucking things down the jacks. And, That's absolutely uh, true. You are. And yeah. like, you are not. The, the mechanics or the practicalities of having a, b- a bag of soiled baby wipes <laughs> hanging on the back door of the jacks just doesn't appeal to me that much. Yeah, I um, I got caught got caught out rightly in an Airbnb in um in the Netherlands by dropping a baby wipe down the jacks. And your man was like, he was like, uh, seriously, like just do whatever you want. Don't put them down the jacks. Just letting you know you're on like the fourth, the fourth floor. There's a little motor in behind the jacks that just, just, I don't know. Mario Itoje's the poo, uh, blitzes it up, <laughs> sends it back out, but it can't handle the, uh, the fabric, the woven nature of the baby wipes. And forgot myself, threw one down, 
I mean, this thing, it, it, it may, may as well have been like a steel chainsaw in behind it. And this thing would, re- would rev up every time you press the, um, push down the handle on the jacks. Well, like um, if you if you have a shite at Porter the night before, not knowing that this is a thing, and you pull your shattered corpse out of the cot and pull yourself onto the pot, um, for a shite after a couple of pints, and you're spooked, and then this fucking two-stroke Briggs and Stratton goes off behind the jacks, you're probably going to die a shock. <laughs> you would. <laughs> That's an image. <laughs> That's actually an <laughs> image now. Just um. You know what I'm like when I'm hungover. Um, on a related topic, actually. Yes. The part two of the arse segment. Um, I think we need to have our own arse segment, Jazz. Um, Johnny asks, and I feel honest, I've done no research, so I'm just going to put it up to you. Um, why does uh, smoking a fag make you want to shite? Oh, God. So... <laughs> So, oh, I don't know. It's just like, is there coffee apparently, in it? Par- no, <laughs> apparently nicotine's a muscle relaxant. Apparently that's why you, it's a great way of getting you going. Right. And that it just relaxes yeah. the whole system enough so that you can drive her on. Right. Huh. You're 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 not you're not dealing with that. No, you're not having that. I don't know how to take that in. <laughs> so the idea yeah. is that you don't take it in; is that you push it out. Oh yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, but um, oh Lord above, yeah. How long was it? We did we did we make it seventeen, eighteen minutes before the poop? Um. So there's been five minutes of shit talk there. So I think we can move on. Is that all right? Yeah. Just onto different type of shit talk, I suppose. Right. Will we, go, uh, will we go for a break? We can. Um, here's Dolores Kane. Welcome back. Um, after that uh, lovely, lovely song by Dolores Kane. Hope you enjoy that. Um. Right, so a bit more housekeeping. That's what you, happens when you leave for a couple of weeks. So right, this is a, this is a quick fire owl episode. We'll um, want to get through a, a heap of stuff and then we'll be back to normal from next week on. So, and one person we left out with the whole Spotify thing was TCal9, who thank who gave us a lovely rub of telling us we were Europa League because we finished five um, in number five on his list of podcasts, which... Um, <laughs> to be fair out of a couple of million podcasts isn't bad he chose to you know I, the joke's on you because we get to ruin your week by um, by you listening to us so uh, yeah fuck you um, who else right uh, Teresa O'Grady gave out to me because we say we're going to talk about stuff and never talk about it yeah we do apologies for that that will get sorted out there's a compilation coming up soon of stuff we said we'd talk about but we haven't got round to us that will happen we swear we we promise that'll happen um is there anything more i you know i think that's all the shout outs i think that's everyone oh yeah and dara isn't here because he is in abu dhabi having a meeting Eight. with exxon mobile um oh. british petroleum and coral Boyle. so he'll be back next week and he also has AIDS. Um, you can't so, say that. So I've been, you probably know this yourself. I'm 
I'm a slight bit fascinated by all things space, space travel. Um, I read Stefan O'Hawkawan's book uh, <laughs> last summer during the during the height of a lockdown. Yeah, it scrambled me very badly. I was in yolk. I was a yolk in a pan, in a hot pan. Wait, which but, one? No, the brief history of time. Is it a brief history of time? Yeah, sorry, it's about two or three books. This is just the concise at quite concise as concise as you could possibly be when you're describing it, this it's basically this the story of how he invented time and how the actual production of time started in a small garage outside um, Los Angeles and eventually became the multi-billion dollar industry we know today with many many thousands of clocks sold every uh, every month in, in across the world yeah, it's an inspiring entrepreneur story, space <laughs> right, and I'm time. Sorry. I'm, I swear to God, we're sincere from now on. Apologies. Yeah, so one story I did come across, um, you know, with my fascination of things space was um, in 2011, uh, Mir was a space station that was due to come back down to Earth. It was about to re-enter the atmosphere, all right? This is how the story goes. Yeah. Most of it was expected to burn up, but uh, some of the larger modules, you know, it's all modular, these parts, they're all yeah. sort of a bit like Meccano, except, you know, a lot more expensive. And yeah. They, um, and uh, they use, they put a lot of money into developing stuff to write with um, inside it. Okay. It was a Russian module, right? Right. And they they try, they'd basically tried to plan its re-entry into a certain part of the Pacific Ocean, right? Uh, um, as as a lot of other, uh, let me see, NASA and all them do as well. And Fair enough. as as you do, um, Taco Bell tried to come up with a competition for this because oh the Russians were trying to hit a space um, within a certain hundred kilometer squared in the Pacific. Taco Bell decided to run a competition. They floated a giant sheet on the Pacific with a bullseye painted on it <laughs> and offered a free taco to every person in the US if any piece of Mir hit the target. Mir was the name of the, uh, the craft, right? Okay. So no debris ultimately hit the bullseye, right? Fair enough. Most of the larger pieces hit the surface of the ocean a ways away, right? Known as the spaceship, the spaceship graveyard, basically. Um, yeah. an unfrequented part of the Pacific I wouldn't be had, in it most weeks had, myself yeah others had splashed and sunk to the bottom um, so that's not really the funny thing is so Taco Bell decided to run this promotion okay. um, and you might be it's quite funny thinking about how massive that payout is there is an insurance or promotions company called SCA Promotions that you can take out an insurance and an insurance an insurance uh, let me let me repeat that right right there is a place in the in the US called SCA promotions that you can take out an insurance policy with for massive payout competitions whoa right so these things these things are actually these things are actually like there is a, a fallback against these things oh big time Brand wow. promotion, big prizes, budget protection, right? They took out a $10 million inter- insurance policy to cover the demand for free tacos in the unlikely event of a win. The policy was 
purchased from SCA Promotions or SCA Promotions, if you want to call them that. When a company wants to promise a large prize to anyone who competes, uh, completes a difficult task, they pay a fixed amount to SCA Promotions. Yeah. And SCA pays out if they succeed. Um, the premiums Taco Bell paid for the policy probably weren't too high since they placed the target near the Australian coast, thousands of miles west of the re-entry pass or path rather. Um, so look lads if you want to give away something massive you can insure yourself and it really it sort of puts it into context that a lot of these massive payouts aren't quite what they they um seem to be well that's that's that. um that's a, that's a good one now um you know there was a hoover company as in a vacuum cleaner company not the brand name hoover that i do Fuck yeah. Um, there was a vacuum cleaner company many, many years ago who offered free flights to the US from Europe for anyone who bought a vacuum cleaner. And it, <laughs> they greatly misunderestimated it. That, that's not a word I know, but it's funny. Um, the demand. And it's uh, mental. It bankrupted them, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, talk amongst yourself for a minute because I have to find out what this company was called. Right. So, how does the how does the thinking go? Like flights were to the U, to the US were never cheap. Actually, I, I take it back. Uh, the Hoover free flights promotion. It was actually the company Hoover. So going on to this, the scandal has its own Wikipedia page. Um. The Hoover Free Flights promotion was a marketing promotion run by the British division of the Hoover Company. The promotion, aiming to boost sales during the global recession of the early 1990s, offered two complimentary round-trip plane tickets to the US worth about £600 each to any customer purchasing at least £100 in Hoover products. Now, let's face it, you're not going to get much of a Hoover for less than £100. Um, consumer mm. response was much higher than the company anticipated with many customers buying the minimum 100 quid of Hoover products to qualify the resulting demand was had disastrous for the 84 year old company they cancelled the flights um, and there was legal action for customers who failed to receive the tickets that had been promised and the campaign was an absolute uh, financial disaster and the company lost lost the, the, the royal warrant which is basically like a guarantee it's a fucking I don't know some yeah, they lost their shirt basically they lost yeah, their shirt like over that, it that reminds me of those how many people in this country were offered like a free luxury cruise for a survey do you remember those phone calls Jesus I don't remember that yeah like we used to get them on the house phone and saying like you know sir madam if you have a, if you have a couple of minutes there you can redeem your free, you know, luxury cruise, whatever. But you'd actually get onto some gossoon in the call centre, like a real person. Uh, I don't remember them. Uh, no, I, I, poor <laughs> you're you're about four months older than me, yet you seem to have such a greater knowledge of of the late nineties, early two thousands of the world. I don't know why. I well, just... truth be told, truth be told, this might have happened within the space of four months, never to be seen again afterwards. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't put it beyond the found a possibility it might have if but you're if you're a listener and this is a familiar thing to us please get onto the Instagram or to the face cloth and, and talk to us about it because I, I'm going to bow out here and let Parik talk about it here I want to say that they were definitely an American thing anyway oh I don't I doubt so. most things are um <laughs> yeah that's true 
Um, that's all. That's that's it, really. Uh, no, right. But this is the homework for the next week. Does anyone remember getting a free cruise for answering a survey on? Maybe people hate answering surveys so much that so few people actually took up the offer that it became econom- economically viable. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good one. Um, yeah. We, we'll, in we, touch. We keep going with the science. Oh, la, 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 throw throw a fillet of science onto the table in front of me there. Throw another science burger onto the barbecue of knowledge. Um, right, so... The, us as a friend group, and I'm, I'm including some of the other lads in this, you immediately... The, the pint in your hands immediately goes yellow when I come out with the immortal words, hear me out on this one. So... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. That I, preferences I, so I, many dodgy thoughts. <laughs> like, yeah, it's often, usually in the Snogan, Nancy's and Limerick that that these things come into my head. But um, I won't lie. Yeah, at least the sawdust is on the floor there to soak up the shite dribbling <laughs> from your mouth. Well, this is okay because I read it off the internet. So oh, um, yeah. let's go. So right. So here is a mental, mental concept so are you familiar with the concept of evolution uh yes i would be loosely right so apparently (laughs) right i'm not an evolutionary biologist so i don't really have the qualifications and i think part of the uh part of the the what's the word i'm looking for part of the honour of having some scientific knowledge or some minimal armchair hurler on the ditch scientific knowledge means you know when to stop but that never stopped us so no. to cut a long story very fucking short apparently crabs have evolved independent <laughs> of each like several species of crabs have evolved independent of each other so I'm going to let that hang for a minute do you get what I mean? Uh, yes. As in, there, um, there are several species of crabs on Earth that are not related to each other. As in, it's not like, you know, tigers and house cats and jaguars and leopards. As in, creatures from completely opposing branches of the animal kingdom tree have evolved to become what we would recognize as a crab. So we're talking about convergent evolution. Exactly. That's exactly what we're talking about here. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how. That's a, it is a thing. That is a term, isn't yeah. it? So. So you. <laughs> that's mad to think about. Basically, isn't it? Basically, the upshot of this is that a crab is one of nature's most preferred setups for a creature. <laughs> As in, crabs are as nearly as perfect as it gets. No, let's be careful now when you're saying the word perfect. Well, okay, fair enough. It's not great. But basically, crabs are... <laughs> crabs Crabs work. So nature likes to push evolution to things being crabs. <laughs> so we're like... We're two dodgy generations away from having crab children. If Absolutely. We Basically... If we be careful. Like, um... <laughs> E- Elon Carlos in 2175 will have a pair of pincers 
They'll have to make extra holes in the Roscommon jersey. <laughs> right. So the word for it is actually, let me get this right, carcinicization. So hear me out on this one. Um, okay. That's it. So crustaceans have evolved into the shape of a crab at least five independent times. So carcinicization, please, if, if there's an evolutionary biologist in the listenership, if one of the three of you is an evolutionary biologist, please correct my pronunciation and our understanding of this concept, is an example of convergent evolution in which crustacean evolves into a crab-like form from a non-crab-like form. So yeah, basically, like we're, we're you know one high protein diet away from becoming crabs no that's not how it works <laughs> a couple of I don't know a dodgy kebab would probably would probably do it let's face it so um, like as, as and we'll get onto this in, in, in time to come like people when they try and come up with new forms of transport keep accidentally reinventing the bus um, evolution seems to keep spitting out animals that look like crabs and like the first <laughs> you literally yeah it's, I think the I think the evolution machine is a bit broken <laughs> no apparently that's how it works and apparently on, a, on a, a similar point there are nine phyla now phyla are kind of subgroups of the animal world there are nine phyla of worms which as in what we would understand to be a worm they're not related to each other like they're not from the same family they're completely independent creatures of each other that happen to look the same the similarities are totally superficial so Basically, as you know, if you want to reduce it down to the Joe.ie version of things, everything's a crab if you think about it hard enough. Um, oh my good God. So, why am I talking or about this? Will and be what, crab. Why am I linking this back to what you were talking about recently? The point is that the laws of physics apply everywhere in the universe, whether you're in Salt Hill, Boyle, Jupiter. Um, Alpha Centauri Kinnegad the far side of the back of beyond outside all parts of this world as the old recitation says the laws can of I physics throw, apply can I throw a spanner into that one right, it's on. everywhere, everywhere in the known universe because <laughs> shit shit hits the fan when singularities happen don't get right. fucking don't get quantum on me now Porik, for Sorry. fuck's sake <laughs> don't, don't get quantum just put rain back. Sorry. Now, can we stay with the Newtonian mechanics for the purposes of the listenership, please? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. What have I told you about bringing up quantum physics? Anyway, so basically, the point <laughs> is that the basic of I kick a football in yay direction, that the ball will travel in yay direction if I drop a cup of tea. A while gravity, yes, gravity is different from different places, but basically the laws of physics and the interaction of uh, you know chemical elements, um, it's it's it should be the same theoretically all over the universe. The point I'm eventually going to try and make is, if life is ever found on another planet, if there is solar system, and the probability is. You know, I don't know what's more scary that we're alone or we're not alone. I would rather know that we're not alone. If we ever find aliens, there's an extremely high possibility that they will look like crabs. <laughs> so we have to be like ready for that. Well, like, yeah, that's the thing. That's let the thing. That it's sink easy. in now. You know, 
as, as Blind Boy said, you know, he's not going to come down off this flying saucer and go... Uh, no, actually, Blind Boy made a really excellent point about about aliens recently. You know, because of... You know, the internet, theoretically, when everyone has the access to all of the human knowledge that has ever been recorded in history in their pocket, and they choose to look at fucking, like, cat videos and, you know how Bill Gates is controlling people with the coronavirus vaccine the all the internet has done is polarise people and given all that we know about science that people will reject no matter how good the evidence is people there is crackpots that will still re- reject things you know if if aliens were found in the morning even if the alien went round to people's houses and knocked at the door and said how's things I'm an alien people still wouldn't believe it so you know being ready for that I don't think it's going to if we do find aliens in the next however many years in our lifetime Park, it's not I guarantee it won't be as big a deal as people make it out to be but the point is that he'll probably look like Mr. Krabs I mean as someone made the point on, 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 on Twitter like about this they said like a crab's body is 50% weapons I mean you can't get more perfect than that like you know me you have to this pick is up what a, peak performance looks like this is what peak performance looks like exactly so basically it's 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 summed up in in um in one one tweet i saw some cosmic horror for you given the consistent nature of fluid dynamics and water at temperatures where carbon-based life can survive and the sheer probability of life to be rife in the universe hundreds of millions of galaxies gives rise to hundreds of billions of planets there is a several inte- probably several intelligent species of crab-like aliens out there and with that, um, I just, you know, I want you to think about that, you know? I'll be honest, my money's on Pat Kenny. <laughs> he's some sort of, he's some sort of, I don't know, crab cyborg. No, like, it, it, I don't let, think so. I don't think he is the person. I think he's more a... Whoever sent him down, let themselves down. I tell you, like, some super hyper-intelligent community elsewhere and they're like right uh, boys that's how they talk they talk right lads we're sending someone down let's get someone who'll blend in and they send down fucking Pat Kenny what the human equivalent of a glass of diet 7 up I mean for fuck's sake yeah like just you know just a, the equivalent of like a, a, a worn shoe or like a, <laughs> a, a, a head a like a headlamp with water in it he's a wrangler piss catcher of a man that's what he is yeah right and I'm going to leave with this joke for all our uh, biochemists out there it's um it's it's basically this can be summed up in a in a in a a scientific phenomenon called the crab cycle there's an unreasonable frankly unreasonable number of steps and they're all a crab so we'll we'll leave it at that Jesus Christ (laughs) so yeah crab cycle Right, uh, let's play some Luke Kelly. Right, fire on Luke Kelly there. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed uh, Scorn Not His Simplicity by Luke Kelly. Um, Right, Park. Um, geez, we've some amount of, of, of submissions and stuff and stuff to, to to get through. Um, mental. It's great to have people that actually listen. Um, yeah. Just get back to the Spotify thing first. We were listened to in a ridiculous amount of countries, and you know, all joking aside, our last episode was one of the most popular we ever 
throughout for some reason. And uh, yeah, so 12 countries. Um, so, right, I, I keep doing this, but I need to call this out. So if you were in the one listener that's in Argentina, the Netherlands, Finland, South Africa, France, Indonesia, the Philippines, the UAE, uh, Sweden, Brazil, um, Poland, Australia, please get in contact. For Jesus' sake, like, <laughs> please, we want to have a uh, say hello. And uh, our listenership grew the most in Australia. So... It's, yeah. it's 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 a it's it's um it's a strange one. Just please get in contact. For Christ's sake, get in contact. Um, when we we'd love to have a have a bit of crack. And if you're not Irish and you don't know us, and you're some random misfortunate Aussie, um, that somehow found us, uh, welcome on board. And if you're ever over here, sure we'll get um, we'll have a gansy load of pints and cheek holy some evening, and it's 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 porrix buying. Um, right. So, uh, the Guinness unleaded Guinness taste test. Well, they took it off the markets, but all those, uh, all those um, fucking crusties went blind. So we can't taste that. Uh, yeah, not a good, not a good um, bit of publicity for Guinness. I, uh, I'm sure they wanted to get everything right for something like this because, well, look, Guinness putting out a zero point zero percent anything ho- is probably hold on be a, a minute against How? the grain to a certain extent. But I know there is. There's a market that's, for that's it. That's exactly uh, it. I suppose it. that I needs mean, to be acknowledged for, as well. Like. For fuck's sake, you know, how much of this is it's not very popular versus how much of it is fucking Brendan from Mullingar tagging his mates in it saying, oh, Jesus, imagine drinking that. That's for girls. You know, just like, you know, how <laughs> much does I want to be seen as an absolute fucking hero on face cloth? Like, you know, I do a serious amount of driving and I'm off. I would often... You know, disfigure a pint but unfortunately can't have one because fucking Shane Russell sent me to jail for 20 years so maybe the option of an unleaded porter would have been lovely but unfortunately it was full of fucking germs so they had to take it off the market I don't know I don't think it's as bad an idea obviously if I'm going for a heap of pints I'm not going for a heap of fucking unleaded Guinness but you know it's yeah, it has yeah. to be done you know it is yeah it is yeah look cognitive dissonance it's, it's a lovely idea the fact that it's now out there there's another option because look, and those look. I don't know. I'm not sure where the money is going. They're they are more. They're just as, if not more, expensive as their well, alcoholic. Well, they're more expensive because, because I don't understand step. the reasoning. Well, I'm sure it's process aids and and process aids and. But they've had to change their process yeah. for it based off their like platform process, right? You get that. That's a sort of like a, that's simple enough. Um, I do I do understand the. I do understand the backlash. Is backlash Why? the right word? Like, I, I don't not. understand I the backlash. Too, well, that's too extreme. I, it's, 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 no, it's, just, it's, no, it's disingenuous to call it a backlash. It's just sort of parody Parody feedback, feedback exactly. Like it's performative fucking, you know, performative outrage based on, based on the idea of Guinness that Guinness fucking sell to you. <laughs> is, is that, is that, um, you know, like people... I think people enjoy the fucking, you know, people are more obsessed with the idea of them having a pint in their hand than they are actually drinking the fucking pint, you know, and it's this, you know, if if drinking pint supporter is your personality, you know, read a fucking book or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that brings me on to a, something I was fucking thinking about, and this is going to turn a lot of people off. 
Could you give up the drink, Port? Could you give up the drink? So, right. I suppose I've, I something throughout lockdown has probably made some people's vices come into fruition, right? And I think that's probably no harm. Yeah. I think it's just it's interest and attention diverted yeah. somewhere else. That's fine. Um, I do I do enjoy a nice glass of wine. I do I I don't yeah. do it that often, but there's been some nights when I've been. Um, so basically, my work situation at the moment is yeah. I work days and nights, and I work four days on, four days off. Right. I have oh, four that's days your on shift pattern. I actually didn't realize room, that's your shift pattern. In my Sorry. room. <laughs> yeah. Well, you learn something. You learn something new every day. Yeah. That's me. Right. So, I have a couple of days to myself in my room in Cork. Not really anything to do. Self engineering. And nowhere to go because I'm not. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah. And nowhere really to go or do, right? Yeah. Okay. And so the odd, the odd evening, I'd be like, Jesus, it'd be nice to get a bottle of wine for myself. And you know what? I go home and I put on, I read a bit of a book or I might watch a movie and I, I make my way through a bottle of wine. And you know what? Everything's right with the world because being a bit drunk is fucking well, class. Well, you know, you've kind of summed up <laughs> my attitude to it. So... Yeah, you know, hangovers are no crack. And you know what I'm like when I'm hungover. I'm, you know, the Antichrist incarnate. You know, I'm like Damien from The Omen. Um, and, you know, <laughs> drinking is often described as borrowing happiness from the next day. But, like, I don't miss, and it's been a lot, it's, you know, it was Ennis, the laugh when I was with D Boys, um, that's back in August now. Um, I won't lie to you that I was praying for God to come and bring me on the Saturday evening I, with the hangover. Like it was just, I didn't, I, with combination of that, I have no tolerance anymore, and the fact that we went the fucking ham on it. Um, you know, you, the, <laughs> yeah, that 30 seconds after you wake up where you can't feel anything and you think, right, what's going on here? And then the head fucking comes into focus. The stomach starts gyrating like a fucking a roadstone cement lorry. The fucking you've a swell forth her face on you. Your head is lifting. Um, your eyes are sunk in your head like two piss holes in snow. And no amount of water or fucking electrolytes or brushing your teeth or fucking rasher and bacon fucking hash brown sandwiches or coffee will cure it and you're fucking remembering things that didn't happen at all and you have the shakes and you're cold when you're warm and you're warm when you're cold and the fucking cold is coming out of you fucking sweating and you have the attention span of fucking I don't know Spongebob on acid and it's just very really really fucking unpleasant but but <laughs> that no, I definitely don't fucking miss that. But I'll tell you what I do fucking miss. When you're three or four pints in and you're just starting to fucking climb the crest of the wave and the conversation is good and the crack is good and, like, you know, me and you are musicians, if you're fucking playing or performing, all the better. You're fucking, you know, you think you're on top of the world. But, the, you know, 
like yeah, you said bliss. all is bliss well with point. the world yeah. for those couple hours like you can just and it's never right to use it as a crutch but I do miss sitting in a pub it's one of the few times and I, I people that know me especially my fucking better half will know that I just can't sit still and I'm never totally 100% relaxed but I am 100% relaxed when I'm fucking in a fucking alehouse fucking have the gansy load of fucking porter and you know the crack is and you can just forget about everything and just you know it's it's total presence of mind that this is all you care about for those couple hours and you know you're going to have a head like Oliver Plunkett in 12 hours time but that can that's future Dylan's problem and I really 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 fucking miss that I really miss that fucking yeah just feeling of absolute fucking chill carelessness going this is great and you know as Lou said all is well with the world and you know as much as I don't miss hangovers, Jesus, you know, I, you couldn't, you couldn't give up that. That's a rare pleasure. And I th- it's, if you're doing it every night of the week, yeah, obviously it's a problem. But like, you know, as like you said, with the the fucking total and and wine drunk is a really chill drunk, but as is Smithy's drunk, I, you know, you, ah, <laughs> uh, you would miss it. Yeah, Smithy's drunk is another. That's a very special kind of drunk, drunk as well. Like if the. If, you're, if your body is in good stead and you have the stomach to deal with the volume yeah. and the fizz for a night, oh, Smithix is just oh, exceptional. Like, like, Jesus Christ. I don't I know, know. I, just, I just... Yeah. I've just made people really long for a pint with my description, you know? I mean... I, I, we didn't want to get into negativity and talking about fucking before times times. But yeah, that's basically my point because I know, I suppose the lockdown and the current situation has you know has just brought it into focus um regarding drink and the lack thereof yeah definitely and i'd say i'd say um, I, I if i so if i licked a porter barrel now i'd probably get moldy drunk so you know it's not as if i have tolerance you, anymore the elbow will start the elbow will start <laughs> coming out um yeah i i do so the, the question still stands would you probably would not you no up? i'll admit i no. probably wouldn't um there's a load of reasons there's a load of reasons that I some of them yeah. I just mentioned there just the pure elation when you're at that sort of peak and a couple of them it's just th- there is no existence outside of now you said it there's you no existence that, like you know, fucking you could have a shh, shh. I get, like I'm, we're really not fucking selling it well here because I make it sound like it's a fucking stress relief tool but you know as a conversation aid I don't mean the drink itself but as a lubricant to grease the wheels of fucking conversation and unlocking thoughts and memories and stories and making you know lateral fucking connections with stuff in your own head um it's just great you know you'd fucking miss that you miss fucking sitting in especially you know with Gang sitting in a fucking pub talking absolute scour and if you know no one is ever you're never want to repeat that or you're never want to hear it again but it's just it's <laughs> it's lovely while it's happening yeah it is it absolutely is um like i i think everyone's everyone's family will have a proportion of people who probably don't drink and you you'll know them off the top of your head yeah. because that's more uncommon than people yeah. who drink right um i do i do remember distinctly uh my my grandmother yeah. on mam's side said in her latter years that one thing she was sorry about was that she wasn't able or that she was never willing to enjoy a drink. Yeah. And I I think it was it was it was great honesty like um I think it was just very honest and you uh, you know 
my fucking well, like, like. You absolutely people, should. You know, there's I know an awful lot of people who have very, very fucking happy existences without it. And for the reasons I previously mentioned regarding, you know, hangovers and the after effects, you know, there's times you you like you saw I'll never drink again, but you just you hate it and you hate it for fucking weeks afterwards. But there is a great fucking would you, you change know, it great though? great happiness, yeah, as you said, enjoying a drink. It's just fucking, you know. Yeah, even the toll. There's, but there's, there's a dark contentness to be got from even the day afterwards. Like it puts your head in a different space. And I know I'm talking awful weird stuff now here, but bear with me. Just it's put your mind in a different place the next day, right? Yes, you're fighting off demons and all that bad place, but you've sort of your mind has moved sideways a bit and you just have a bit of a different outlook. I will right. accept that, but that's, that is something I can't quite yeah. relate to because I do get, I do get the spooks after a fucking skip of beer. I do get, I do get yes, the spooks. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. one thing kind of is, there's an omerta on this particular topic on this podcast, but that ill-fated weekend me you and some various other assortment conglomeration of misfits and myself included spent in edinburgh <laughs> which well, none of the details will ever make it onto this podcast but um you know what i was like <laughs> on the the saturday yeah. morning Audib- like audibly fearful. audibly fearful like genuinely i was genuinely upset like it's a level of anxiety and kind of anxiety sadness and worry balled up together and held together yeah, with a combination of tech seven and chicken shite and it's yeah you were trying to you were wearing a, uh, a hat at a the, time, the time and i believe i believe that you were just in the same way that that scene in jurassic park that dinosaur just sprays the splatter of black stuff you were just ho- putting that hat on to hold it Basically. inside well maybe if the black stuff did come out of me and it would, you know you know that scene of the Simpsons where Grandpa Simpson is fighting the alligator down the jacks with a plunger that would have been me <laughs> <laughs> like unspeakable shit happened on yeah. that Saturday night but no I, I, it's a reference point for every hangover I've ever had and jeez we're getting a hard honest on this podcast for it it's a yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're getting a bit hurdy-gurdy now with this as well, though. Like, oh, wasn't that a class night out? Are you, are you going out tonight? <laughs> are you going out tonight? <laughs> yeah. Look, well, uh, basically is, could you give up the drink? No. It's the, the long and the short one. <laughs> no, pretty much. I think there's too much to yeah, be gained is, from it. To gain. um, anything else, Parik, before we finish up? Um, I know. No, I suppose uh, if we have a, a, a three-man or a four-person uh, 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 conglomerate of misfits and ne'er-do-wells, yeah. as you said there, for recording our next episode, don't quote me on that next week. Uh, don't quote me on that. Uh, the wish.com will well, be all, all the, so Yeah, you're right. All the bits are back um, from next week on. Look, like we said, um, this we try and make this fucking thing about a bit of fucking divilment and a bit of crack and a bit of laugh. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, myself and without getting too hurdy-gurdy, as you said, Porik, the old Spotify stats were an eye-opener because we realised that people actually do fucking listen to this thing amazingly. And the second thing was there is enough just badness out there and there's enough shite out there. So 
like we said, we didn't feel like recording because we had enough to be at. We were back in college, various bits and pieces, and our own general fucking spa- headspace wasn't going to translate well to a podcast. So that's why we didn't record one. But it's looking good. That's ju- just, I oh, will say, leave it there. It's looking good. And we'll do a couple more on the run into Christmas. We'll knock a bit of fucking value. We'll try and enjoy the run into Christmas. There's no Christmas markets. There's no hot whiskeys and cheek holy. There's no fucking interprovincial games in the sports ground. There's none of that. But, you know, we'll make the fucking best of it. Yeah, no, no post St. Stephen's Day fear as well for you. That's a big post St. Stephen's Day fear. I, I, do you know what? I know we'll get to that, but I haven't had that in a while now. I've had various other days at Christmas, but not that one. Um, I'm no, I've just I look forward to, yeah, I'm forward to going home for Christmas now and fucking slowly but surely fucking getting honoured over the course of the day. I mean, having a you know, a brandy and babies at eleven o'clock in the morning is grand because it's Christmas. You know, it's it's grand. It's it's. Oh yeah, um, one hundred percent an IV stand and a little regulating tap. That's the that's the route I'm going for. Sit me down beside the couch. Here <laughs> we go. Back to the future. One to fifteen. What, th- three. It was three, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> one to fifteen. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's the crack anyway. And dare I say, dare I say, dare I say, we might do one in we person. We might get one in person over Christmas. But you know what? This wasn't too one. bad. Um, Dara will have sorted no. out all the world's fuel prices for you. Um, he'll have a, he has a lot to report on. No, Dara has um, oh, yeah. we know Professor Dr. Um, Associate Professor Canavan of the International College of Experts will be in giving us the lowdown on... Um, Oh yeah, and we'll have a bit of a chat about um, what you call it, Toyota launching their hydrogen car in uh, in in Europe. I look yes. forward to it. So, until next look, time. Uh, let's, fucking thanks. like we said, do you, know what, do you know what? I've no other advice to people other than just stop giving a fuck. Just stop. Like, there's nothing to give a fucks about because no one gives a fuck about you. So, no one cares what you think. So, you shouldn't care what anyone else thinks. Just whatever it is, do it and don't die wondering. And sure, we'll talk to you next week. Good luck.